I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, what have we got, Jeff Brown? A lot of fun, a lot of garbage, and a lot of Oscar bait in the November movie preview. New in theaters this weekend, Terminator, Dark Fate. My name is Sarah Connor, and I hunt Terminators. Enough of a resume for you. Sarah Connor, the day has come. I'm going to help you change the future. So you're Carl. That's what everyone calls me. I'm never gonna call you Carl. It's the most lethal Terminator ever created. Expect a big pain, brother. My whole body's a weapon. Sorry. That thing will keep coming. We don't win this one. It's all over. We choose our weapons. We take it down. Terminator Dark Fate. I'll be back. This film is not yet rated. Well, yes, it is. It's rated 14A in Canada. This latest Terminator movie, now what, the sixth Terminator movie, picks up where Judgment Day left off, leaving behind Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, and Terminator Genesis. Those last two, by the way, were, re were real stinkers. I still like Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. And this latest Terminator movie is the first one since T2 that has Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Linda Hamilton back on the screen together. And franchise creator James Cameron serves as a writer and producer of the movie. So maybe this one will get it back on track. The premise appears to be Sarah Connor stopped Judgment Day, but she didn't prevent it, only delayed it. Now the machines have targeted a new young woman who I guess goes on to be instrumental in stopping the machines, much like Sarah Connor was. And as usual, the machines send a Terminator back in time to hunt her down, while the humans send back their own protector, this time an enhanced human with machine components, kind of like something we saw in Terminator Salvation. The Terminator is as mean as ever and appears unstoppable. Oh, and somehow Arnold Schwarzenegger is there as an aged T-800. Not sure how any of this is going to all fit together. The trailers have not given away anything major in terms of the plot. After that Terminator Genesis fiasco where they blew the big twist of the movie in the trailer, I was so mad. It was just ridiculous. So far, the movie's just getting okay reviews. Writer, director, actor, Ed Norton is a triple threat in Motherless Brooklyn. There's something big out there. Do you know what it is? Do you have the first inkling how power works? Power is knowing that you can do whatever you want and not one person can stop you. And if someone else has a dumb idea that you don't like, well, that's the end of that idea. See above the law, that it? I'm just ahead of it. Motherless Brooklyn. Rated R. It's a mystery movie set in the 50s by the looks of the hats and the cars. Ed Norton plays a private detective with Tourette's syndrome trying to solve the murder of his friend Bruce Willis. I've seen some of the scenes where they show off his Tourette's and that does not look good. It looks like he's literally swinging for an Oscar nomination. It's at 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. A movie that's getting huge Oscar buzz and is at 99% on Rotten Tomatoes also opens this weekend. It's called Parasite. 
어머니 얼굴도 뵙고 좋더라 건강들 하시고 일거리가 없으셔도 네가 내 대신 얘 과외 선생님 좀 해줘라 영어 대학생인 척하라는 거야? 불화를 좀 치지 뭐 Oh yeah, it's from South Korea. The director is Bong Joon-ho, and if you're like me, you've never heard of him before, but we're Luddites apparently because he's widely regarded as a master and one of the best directors on the planet. He's just not known widely in North America. Everyone I've heard who's seen the movie says it's a lot for Oscar nominations, not just the Foreign Language Award either. They also say you should try to go in cold. I've only seen the very vaguest of descriptions about, they say it's about a poor family who goes to work for a wealthy family, and then something happens. My problem, though, is I can't tell if it's a really scary or gross movie or not, but I will venture to the theater this week and potentially scar myself for life to, to find out. I have heard of Bong Joon-ho. You have? Because he directed a 2006 film called The Host, which was oh. a monster film. That's scary and gross? Uh, I'd say more gross than scary. I mean, it certainly had its scares, but not in a traditional horror sense. It was just like a like a oh my god kind of monster movie really good uh, I would recommend watching that if you're looking for a monster movie that isn't just straight up disaster like right. it actually touches on real themes of loss and what have you so that's pretty cool also on this weekend a cartoon called Arctic Dogs Swifty has big dreams hot dog here ready for action you are not a dog what? you are a small arctic fox yeah. and on November 1st I'm here to destroy your town Yuck. The planet made a poopy. Surprise! He'll finally be top dog. Tell me I can do this. There is no way you can do this. Mm-mm. We round up the bad guys, bada bing, bada boom, just to serve. How about ya? Arctic Dogs. Rated PG. Theaters November 1st. Let's go give it to ya. Swifty the Arctic Fox works in the mailroom of the Arctic Blast Delivery Service, but dreams of one day becoming a top dog. That's the Arctic's star husky couriers. But he has to prove himself. Looks like fun for the kids. The voice cast includes Jeremy Renner, Heidi Klum, James Franco, John Cleese, Michael Madsen, Angelica Houston, and Alec Baldwin, just to name a few. Are we listening to ODB? Is that who's doing this song? No, this is DMX. DMX. I went with DMX uh. because he always barks when he yeah. raps. Always, I love that kind of rap. Yeah. Also new this weekend, a Harriet Tubman biopic simply called Harriet. I to be miles away from here, Photon. Fear is your enemy. Harriet, now you're mine. I'm gonna be free or die. Born into slavery. I made up my mind, I'm going back. Escaped to freedom. Welcome to the Underground Railroad. Destined to change a nation. I would give every last drop of blood in my veins. Harriet! Tell this monster called slavery is dead. Harriet, her time is now. Read PG 13. It's at 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently, it's pretty good, but not as good as it could be and too formulaic. Biopics can be tough like that. Cynthia Erivo of Widows plays the hero. The movie also stars Leslie Odom Jr., Clark Peters, Joe Alwyn, and Janelle Monet. Moving on to The Six in limited release next week. A potential major Oscar contender from Noah Baumbach, Scarlett Johansson, and Kylo Ren stars a couple getting divorced in Marriage Story. What I love about Nicole, she is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Dad, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. She's He's very very competitive. competitive. 
I've only seen a couple of Bombax movies, The Squid and the Whale, and Kicking and Screaming. That's not the Will Ferrell one. And they're always very good. Word is this is his masterpiece. I've seen several critics say it'll be the front runner for Best Picture this year, with Adam Driver a main contender for Best Actor, if it wasn't for Joaquin Phoenix. You know, most people in my business, we just transactions to them. I like to think of you as people. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you remind me of myself on my second marriage. Is it shorter? I prefer it longer, but... Movie also stars Merritt Weaver, Laura Dern, Alan Alda, Julie Haggerty, and Ray Liotta. Again, starts with limited theatrical release next week, but it will be on Netflix for all of us in early December. I realized I didn't ever really come alive for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. I'll never get to really be his parent again. He needs to know that I fought for him. It's not as simple as not being in love anymore. Eventually, it'll be the two of you having to figure this out. Together. If we start from a place of reasonable, and they start from a place of crazy, when we settle, we'll be somewhere between reasonable and crazy. I bet you FX is steaming mad that this movie's called Marriage Story because they probably already have that in their pipeline already. <laughs> They've got American Horror Story, American yeah. Crime Story, and next. We've got American Marriage Story. We've got four seasons built up already. American Marriage Story, next on FX. Next on The Couch Potatoes, a sequel to one of the most famous movies of all time. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes doing our November movie preview. And Jeff, you don't really like scary movies, Halloween movies, but I understand no, you watched one this week. I did. I re- well, I rewatched The Shining because it was Halloween the night before, and I wanted to watch something Halloween-ish, not too terribly spooky. Uh, so I thought, oh, I've seen The Shining before. I liked it. It's a it's a great film, film, yeah. And it's not so scary that it'll really throw me off. And I actually I know when to look away when he goes into room two thirty seven. Yep. Don't look at any of it. Okay. Well, Look at the first part. But don't look at when the lady when she turns old and starts falling apart. Okay. Because that's gross. So, yeah, I watched that, and it was awesome. And then I still couldn't fall asleep. And, and <laughs> the, you know, the movie is now widely regarded as great, but yep. not initially, right? No. Initially, the reviews were bad, and uh, Stanley Kubrick, believe it or not, got nominated for a Razzie Award. Wow. Even though he's widely regarded as probably one of the three best filmmakers of all time. But, yeah, that did not uh, come out to a thunderous applause, and it's just it has grown in stature, obviously, over time. Well, and even my parents used to say that too that they never liked the movie because they loved the book and i guess the movie is different than the yeah, book i guess he changes stuff yeah. but uh over time people have grown to like it obviously that mm-hmm. is an understatement and guess what oh. on november 8th we have a sequel to the shining it's called dr sleep you're running away from something from myself i guess you're magic like me i always called it the shining was a kid there was a place you still owe a debt pay it wakey wakey nobody shines like you dark dr sleep radar 
Stanley Kubrick's The Shining debuted almost 40 years ago in 1980, based on the 1977 novel from Stephen King. Now we have the follow-up, which is based on the 2013 novel from Stephen King, which is a sequel to his book. It's the continuation of Danny Torrance's story 40 years later, now played by Ewan McGregor. Still scarred from the trauma of his childhood, Torrance has tried to find peace, but his peace is destroyed when he meets... Abra, a teenager with her own extrasensory gift, who sought out Dan since she could feel his gift, and she needs his help in fighting Rose the Hat and her followers who feed off the shine of innocence as they seek immortality. Now Dan must call upon his powers like never before, even if it means revisiting ghosts from the past. That sounds pretty spooky. I'll wait until everyone agrees that it's a masterpiece, and then I'll maybe watch it. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I need to rewatch The Shining. I've only seen it once, and I didn't really care for it, but I think it was too young to yeah. appreciate it. It looks really good now. It's, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I was struck by that when I watched it this oh, week. Kubrick movies always look so good. Absolutely. Okay, if you can't uh, handle something like that, maybe this. There's a holiday rom-com out on the 8th of November. Amelia Clark. Last seen riding a dragon into oblivion, perhaps, and Henry Golding star in Last Christmas. You must just love your job. Love it. Hey, Elf. Love it. Love it. For what are you looking at? I'll be a falcon. Oh. I think you just pooed in your eye. Yeah, I think so. I thought we could go for a walk together. To be honest, you're not really my type. Are elves always so cynical? Oh. Ow. These are dark times. You know you can just step aside. Why is the fun in that? I like this man. What is he doing with you? Being human is hard. Just be you. I did that just in case you thought I was too perfect. Ready PG-13. This is weird because I like both her and him. He was in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. But this movie looks bad. I don't know also why they're putting out a Christmas movie on November 8th. It's before their Thanksgiving stateside. No way it'll have enough legs to make it all the way to Christmas. Also on November 8th, a World War II movie called Midway. Pearl Harbor is the greatest intelligence failure in American history. The Japanese are planning something bigger. So what's the target? We believe it's Midway. Today we're going to be underdogs. Today we prove the American Navy isn't a joke. Midway focuses on the Battle of Midway, the fight between the American fleet and the Imperial Japanese Navy. Based on real-life events and starring Ed Skrine, Patrick Wilson, Woody Harrelson, Luke Evans, Aaron Eckhart, and Nick Jonas, to name a few, it's directed by Roland Emmerich, known for movies like Independence Day, The Day After Tomorrow, and 2012, which were fun, but he's not known for making great movies, so hopefully this sensitive material is handled with care. One more on November 8th, it's called Playing With Fire. The world's toughest firefighter is about to face a mission that could break him. Make that stop. I don't got this! And so we can get you back to your parents, we're in charge. When you go like, like that, it's not helpful. This depot is not a playground! Did we kill you? with fire. No! I think the baby just broke a dog. What? Rated PG in theaters November 8th. And his name is John Cena! John Cena plays straight-laced fire superintendent Jake Carson, who runs an elite team of expert firefighters, including Keegan-Michael Key and John Leguizamo. 
They rescue three siblings near a wildfire, then have to babysit them until they find the parents. Their lives quickly become chaos because kids. Let's move to November 15th. It's the latest incarnation of Charlie's Angels. Come check, Sabina. Good. Jane. Good. Elena. Time to go to work. Angels. No loose ends. We hit the streets. Feisty. We sling some bills. We get wild. How'd that feel? I felt nice. We in it together. The Angels started as a TV show in the 70s, later rebooted as two movies in the early 2000s with Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu, then another TV show in 2011, which failed quickly, and now a new movie from writer, director, co-star, another triple threat like Ed Norton and Motherless Brooklyn, Elizabeth Banks, who plays Bosley. In this version, there are teams of angels around the world. The angels we focus on are played by Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska. Patrick Stewart co-stars, as does Jaiman Hansu. It looks fun. Up next, two automotive heavyweights go head-to-head. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We're doing the November movie preview. And on the 15th, it's Ford versus Ferrari. Carol Shelby, maybe? Lee I. Coke, Ford Motor. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy. Money can buy speed. What well, about speed? You need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. I don't trust him an inch. We heard he's difficult. No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. No, whatever it is, Shell, no. Trust me. The plot on IMDb is described thusly. American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford to challenge Ferrari at the 24 hours of Le Mans in 1966. Matt Damon is Shelby, Christian Bale is Miles, John Bernthal is Lee Iacocca, and Tracy Letts is John Ford II. It's directed by James Mangold, who made Logan, Walk the Line, Copland, among others, and Ford versus Ferrari. Looks like a lot of fun. Do you think you can beat Ferrari? Fucking try. We're lighter, we're faster. That don't work, we're nastier. We're gonna make history. You ready? I was born ready, Mr. Shelby. Hit it. British actors are usually stuffed into stodgy period pieces, but on the 15th, Helen Mirren and Ian McKellen are looking for something a little more fun in a movie called The Good Liar. Is that why you think you do it? For the money? It's the game. It's the adrenaline rush. What if it is? And we're tickety-boo. How much do you think she's worth? Millions. I'm going to take it all. You've had quite a past, Roy. Enough to last several lifetimes. 
It's a crime thriller type movie where Ian McKellen appears to be an old con man who hoodwinks rich widows and takes all their money. I cannot imagine in a million years that Helen Mirren will be anything less than a formidable foe. And the good liar looks really good. I hope that it is. You know, it's very peculiar. Doing things you'd never imagine. Secrets between you, God, the devil, and the dead. You're becoming a very good liar. This next one on November 22nd is going to be the big one on the 22nd and probably the big one for the whole month, if not one of, I'm not calling it the biggest of the year, but certainly one of the biggest of the year. It's Frozen 2, the follow-up to the 2013 smash hit cartoon from Disney that we both wrote off as a throwaway nothing movie. Yep. Oh, we paid no attention to that one right before it came out. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It was just it was in the middle of our November preview, and we just kind of laughed at it. It went on to become one of the biggest movies of all time, period. But instead of playing a clip from the sequel and endu- ma- making you endure the song again, yeah, thank you. I'm just going to play this. There will always be a special place in my heart for the movie musical and for the songs that create their most memorable moments. Here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie, Frozen, please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazeem. That's a, that's a top 10 Oscar moment. John Travolta at the Oscars introducing <laughs> Edina Menzel, who sang Let It Go in that first movie, but somehow he managed to say Adele so wickedly Gazi. talented. <laughs> oh, God. How to sink your career in under 25 seconds so funny. by John Travolta. All right. So that's Frozen 2. It's going to be big. On the 22nd as well, Tom Hanks asks you to be his neighbor in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mr. Rogers, I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Yeah, like what? There are many things you can do. You can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time. Hanks looks to have a lock on an Oscar nomination for his portrayal of Mr. Rogers. He'll be running in the supporting actor category as he is not the lead in this movie. Matthew Reese from The Americans is. He plays a journalist who at first does a story on Fred Rogers, and then they become real-life friends. The trailer is phenomenal. Makes me cry every time I see it, but there have been a lot of good trailers followed by cruddy movies, although I do think we should be okay getting our hopes up for this one. Hey, Mr. Rogers. One more on November 22nd, Chadwick Boseman, a.k.a. The Black Panther, stars in the action thriller 21 Bridges. If you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. He is an Avenger. Sounds like a damn superhero movie. The 21 Bridges in and out of Manhattan. Shut them down. 
cops or criminals. If you have blood on your hands, I will find you. Twenty-one bridges in theaters November twenty-second. Kind of funny to hear him make that joke about the superhero movie, which proceeded the comment about he is an Avenger. <laughs> uh, because this movie is produced by the directors of the last two Avengers movies, Joe and Anthony Russo. So, I don't know, it almost it's kind of funny, but it sort of felt contrived. Anyway, he plays an NYPD detective who shuts down the city to find two cop killers, J.K. Simmons co-stars, along with Sienna Miller, Taylor Kitsch, and Keith David. I like Chad McBoseman, so it looks like it could be fun. Right on. Uh, over on the 27th, an all-star cast, including an Avenger, has been assembled for the Ryan Johnson-directed murder mystery, Knives Out. This is an open and shut case of suicide. The method, throat slit, typical for a suicide. I suspect foul play. Everyone in the family has possible motives. You're suggesting one of us killed him. You know something. Spill it. When people get desperate, the knives come out. Knives Out. Rated PG-13. In theaters Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving, obviously. That PG-13's a little frustrating, too. It looks like it would be a fun R-rated movie. The cast includes Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Don Johnson, Michael Shannon, Lakeith Stanfield, Ricky Lindholm, and Christopher Plummer. James Bond fittingly plays the detective. Everyone else is a suspect in a murder at the family home. I love a whodunit. And Knives Out looks like a blast. There's a limited theatrical run happening right now, but on the 27th, we'll all get to see it on Netflix. I bring it up because it's an Oscar contender. It's Martin Scorsese's gangster movie, The Irishman. Sooner or later. Get that gun out of his hands! Everybody put here as a date when he's gonna go. You wanna be a part of this fight? Would you like to be a part of this history? Yes, I would. Whatever you need me to do, I'm available. The Irishman stars Al Pacino as Jimmy Hoffa and Robert De Niro as The Irishman, who does some dirty work for Hoffa by the looks of it. Another gangster movie from The Masters, starring the best gangster guys there ever were, including Joe Pesci, coming out of retirement to join the fun. A lot of Oscar buzz for this one. Critics are saying it is exactly what we all want it to be, so I'm pretty stoked. It is about three and a half hours long, which will make a lot of us glad we get to watch it over on Netflix. That will take me two weeks to watch if you it's three so? and a half hours long. But what if it's so good you just can't turn it off? I, but that's the thing. I never get through anything just in one <laughs> sitting or two sittings. It takes me two hours to watch an episode of Survivor. Oh, yeah. I need to... Uh, the only way I'll get through it is if I take my phone and throw it off of my balcony, uh, but maybe put a parachute on it so that it just lands gently and hope that no one picks it up over the next three and a half hours. Put it in the trunk of your car. That's sure. actually a good... Throw the keys in the river. <laughs> okay but maybe we don't need to do that but i actually like that suggestion because if the phone is in my apartment then i will be distracted uh, but i do want to watch that movie so yeah. okay i like your i like the way you're thinking there jeff good good call one more movie on november 27th we've got a modern day bonnie and clyde with queen and slim i support what y'all doing it was self-defense why is he under arrest power to the people I'm tired of playing it safe. I want to ride or die. The 
y'all really gave us something to believe in. Thank you for this journey. No matter how it ends. Queen and Slim, rated R. It's a romantic thriller starring Daniel Kaluuya and Jodie Turner-Smith, whose first date takes an unexpected turn when they're pulled over by an apparently racist cop. Things go bad, and they have to go on the run. It looks really good. And thus concludes your November movie preview. And up next, we've got to tell you what's coming to home video. And Jeff Braun got himself another dose of the boss. Western stars. <laughs> the review coming yes. next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. Going to take a look now at the few movies that are coming to home video next Tuesday. Three shocks will kill a man. There we go. It's a bad guy's speech. You had to open your big mouth, didn't you? Huh? Yeah, I thought it was a cool thing to say in the moment. That'd be your Hobbs and Shaw, of course, coming to Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday, as is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That was a horror movie from Guillermo del Toro. And on Digital HD on Tuesday, something for the youngins, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. So that's the home video for this week. Now I went to the theaters this week. And Bruce is back for what you could say is his third movie of the past year. It was the movie called Western Stars. Life's mysteries remain and deepen. Its answers unresolved. So you walk on through the dark. Because that's where the next morning is. Here's to the Cowboys. Western Stars is a concert film named after the album Bruce put out this past summer. Uh, like I said, it's his third of the past year. He put out, or he didn't put out, there was that movie Blinded by the Light, which was a pretty good movie about a British teen who becomes obsessed with Springsteen. And then late last year, he did have his Springsteen on Broadway put out on Netflix uh, as a movie. So there's been no shortage of Bruce to go around the last while. The Western Stars movie is pretty straightforward. He plays the album in front of a small audience in his barn. And in between the songs, there are these little Western-themed interstitials where he waxes poetic on how he came to write each song. Uh, they're fine, but I think I prefer a straightforward concert movie where he just plays the songs. It is worth noting he doesn't play with the E Street Band. It's a bunch of other guys as well as an orchestra all jammed up into the hayloft of his barn. One of the cellists is very into it. That was a little distracting. This kid was just grinning the whole time. It's pretty cool. Uh, bottom line, pretty simple. If you like Bruce Springsteen, you'll like the movie. If you don't like Springsteen, you won't like the movie, but it'd be your own fault for buying a ticket to something you know you won't like. Four and a half couch cushions out of five for Western Stars. Wow. Now, uh, we got a couple of minutes left here. Just looking at the lineup for November. Pretty good lineup. Yeah, there, uh, There is some Oscar bait, but not a lot. And it just kind of hit me... There's Why do they? Five. Yeah, but they always end up releasing most of the Oscar bait in mid to late December. It's just to keep it fresh in people's heads. I get. Well, yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? Well, it, yeah, because November is kind of. I think November is the crappiest month of the year because October. You know, weather permitting, if the weather's great, October is a fun month, right? Because right. Halloween. Yeah, and December is the a fun month because Christmas. Christmas and all the holiday festivities. But we're all so busy in December. November, there's it's sort of the calm before the storm. Yeah. And it's also just a crappy weather month. So why not put out all those Oscar movies in November while people have time to go see them? I absolutely agree. I don't know if that's just Hollywood execs don't understand that. Like maybe they're too grinchy to celebrate Christmas properly or something because yeah. it never fails. It's like January 5th 
and everything's wrapping up and everyone's back to work and everything's getting back to normal. And I was like, geez, there's like six movies I have to go see in the next two or three weeks because some of them will start disappearing as fast as they came in over Christmas when I didn't have any time to see them. Yeah, and uh, plus two, we usually get these, you see all these year-end best of lists for the movies. And seven of the ten are often movies that... We haven't even seen because yeah. they haven't been released. Yeah, our our year end list never have like my what ends up being my favorite movies. It's so bizarre. And you know that this when does that Star Wars movie come out? Twentieth, December twentieth. Yeah, and that is going to take up legitimately half of the screens in North America for at least two weeks, yeah. probably three weeks. That's true. Yeah, so you're losing screens to a monster movie like that. Okay. Plus, Frozen Two will still be playing. I didn't realize. I, I, I forgot. I knew Terminator Dark Fate was coming, but it wasn't until you gave me the list. And I looked at it and thought, holy smokes, that's this weekend. Yeah. So I got to go see it. Uh, in spite of the fact that the last couple of Terminator movies haven't been great, I have never missed a Terminator movie on the big screen since really? T2. Well, Obviously, I, I didn't see the first one because I was seven years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only seen the first two, so I could go see this one if they're picking up after Judgment Day. Yeah. So maybe I'll do that. But I want to go see this Parasite movie. I've been listening to, like, on my the nerdy reading and podcasts that I listen to, all these critics talking about how awesome Parasite is and about it from the South Korean guy. And I was like, well, that'll never come up here. That'll never play in a regular theater of any sort. And then... I was like looking at the list. I was like, what the heck? This is playing in like almost every theater. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. No, they I must have high hopes on that one. It's cool that they're, yeah, it might only be playing in one or two theaters in every market, but I think it's great that that one is getting yeah. some wide play. Up. And then even this Doctor Sleep, I am curious about that. So yeah. that's going to make me want to watch The Shining again. Maybe one day even read it. Although Stephen King books, they're good, but uh, I find they're often a. They're often just a slog. Long. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, It is a great book, but it takes them like 50 pages just to set up the last, whatever the next <laughs> chapter is going to be. Like, 50 pages. Just get on I don't think it. The Shining's as big as the It, though, is no, it? No, it's a think. much shorter book, I think. Hey, that's all the time we've got. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember to get our podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Remember to follow us on Twitter at CouchPotato68. And remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. Don't bother.